Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Welcome to the show. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing manifesting success and money mindset. Now, money mindset might sound at first like it has nothing to do with our mental health, but money is a really major relationship in our life. Money mindset is about exploring this relationship with money so that we can take this relationship to the next level. All of you who are here in Patreon, you're working with your relationship with yourself, and money is a really big part of that. I grew up in a household that refused to talk about money. I even remember having an assignment in middle school where we had to go home and ask our parents about their salaries and how they budgeted and how they made those decisions. And I went home like not really thinking about it and kind of innocently just asked and my mother froze. She told me no, that it was none of my business. I found it incredibly useful over the course of my life to break this taboo, to have these discussions with more people in my life, personally and professionally. It's a tough topic because many of us were taught that you don't discuss such things. So how do we learn if we don't discuss such things? Money isn't just money. It's not about wanting a bunch of green stuff in the bank account. It's not about just being selfish and accumulating as much as possible. That's such a limited sort of flat, one-note way to look at money as an issue, as a topic. Money is often equated to worth, right? I mean, we talk about worth, financial worth. The words go together, money and worth. I find that if we don't have a spiritual grounding and a spiritual connection then it's hard to have a spiritual worth. And when money is sort of the only place that we equate worth, it's so easy to feel less than no matter how much money you have because there will always be someone else who has more, who's investing it better, who seems to be doing better with it than any of us. We can always look outward and make that kind of comparison. Money represents choice and freedom from worry. 
We are worried if we live paycheck to paycheck. I've certainly had periods in my life that were wrought with that kind of worry. It's a struggle to not be able to make choices. So money is choice. It's security. It's cushion. It's safety net. If it's a topic that's uncomfortable for you, if you have shame around your relationship with it, if you're embarrassed at how you spend or how you save or how you don't save, if you aren't at peace with your relationship with money in any way, I encourage you to open up to this idea of money mindset, of what it is to align with these ideas around manifesting success, especially if you have an entrepreneurial side, a side hustle spirit. Changing our money mindset is key. It's also a relationship that we're going to have all of our lives. Money comes in and money goes out. I used to be stressed every single time money needed to go out. And I'm certainly not perfect, not anywhere near. Sometimes money does stress me out. But these money mindset techniques, this money mindset language, this manifest success language is what helps me come back to center It helps me stay high vibe with this relationship. And it really is an important part of the pie or the puzzle of self-love and self-care. So y'all know that I love Deja Osborne. She was the very first person that I interviewed on Emotional Badass. She's a single mom who has created a business around her art and her encouragement, her empowerment, her success, her manifesting messages and cards. And I just love them. I love how they feel. I love how they look. So I'm going to use another one of Deja's decks today. Today is the Manifest Success Affirmation Deck. And I should know this for sure as I'm saying this, but I didn't double check it. It's only occurring to me now. I'm pretty sure we have a code from Deja that's ongoing that is just emotional badass, but I will double check and put it in the show notes so that you can go to her site, you can look at any of her decks that I've used in any of the episodes and get a pretty great discount from her and support her store. So here are some of the cards that I drew for this episode for us to discuss. The first one says, I am worthy and deserving of success and prosperity. Now, certainly if you're like me and didn't grow up in a household that was intentional about positivity messaging, then this is not a natural way that you grew up talking to yourself. It's certainly not a natural way that I did. And at first, this type of language felt so awkward to me. My inner child would squirm. Like, I don't know, this feels too kind, too encouraging. Something about this must be wrong. And nothing about this was wrong for me. It was just foreign. So it felt wrong. And that's true in so much of our healing, not just when it comes to manifesting success or money mindset. If we are to change and be different, it's going to feel weird because we're changing and we're being different. So instead of that feeling like a squirmy no that we squirm away from and hide from the work, we want to lean in in such moments so that with practice, those squirms go away. And that's how we practice into a new normal with ourselves. So today, this doesn't make me squirm. It's as if my cells or my muscles are used to this type of language and it no longer feels weird or awkward. I promise you that that's available to you too on this topic and all of our healing topics. 
I am worthy and deserving of success and prosperity. What I love about this affirmation is that you can't argue with it at all, like not even a little bit. I am worthy and deserving of success and prosperity. If we won't let ourselves buy into this message, what the hell are we doing? We can see that we're not in self-love if we're not willing to embrace this type of message. I am worthy. How could I not be? How could I not offer myself that message? I am worthy and deserving of success and prosperity. Most of you who are big fans of the show, just like me in my life, have struggled with some post-traumatic stress. And a big part of managing post-traumatic stress, of experiencing post-traumatic stress, is this sense or this feeling of when is the other shoe going to drop? That really is a phrase that can embody almost all of our survival mode, that we are constantly in a state of waiting for the other shoe to drop, of waiting for something to go sideways to go wrong. This affirmation challenges that way of being, that activated, exhausting way of being. And the problem with that way of being is that it will always prove itself right. Because as long as I am waiting for the other shoe to drop, as soon as it does, my ego, my psyche, my dysfunctional part that feels more comfort in fear and in survival mode goes, aha, see, I was right. The other shoe always drops. And that message gets reinforced. That's a real crappy spot to kind of hang out in. It's not real useful. It only sucks. So we work to let go of that way of being. It doesn't matter how right that part of us believes itself to be. That another shoe will drop. And I am right about that. But that doesn't help us move our life forward. It doesn't help us grow into thriving mode. I am worthy and deserving of success and prosperity. What happens if you allow some muscle memory with this idea? If you allow your cells to marinate in such an idea and replace that other shoe dropping feeling with I am worthy. I am worthy and deserving of success and prosperity. Of course you are. We all are. We can allow such a thought. All right, here's another. There is plenty of abundance for everyone. Now, this might be an unpopular idea. There's so much advocacy out there that is really pulling our victim mentality strings that one of those messages is that, nope, some of us just don't have the setup to have abundance. It's harder for others. Where does that thought go? Where does that thought leave us? It just leaves us in the ick. And it leaves us attempting to have compassion for people, but the attempt fails. And we wind up reinforcing, nope, life is hard. Nope, it sucks for some of us. Nope, it's very hard for you. I don't know if you can get up because everything is against you. It's a real funky, low vibe. Consider shifting that into there's plenty of abundance for everyone. There's plenty of abundance for everyone. Here's another one. I create my own beliefs. Now, I was taught so many beliefs around money that it must be hard, that there's never enough, that you have to bust your ass. Now, I believe in a hard work ethic. I believe in positioning yourself with a lot of smarts, 
surrounding yourself with other people that will lift you up, not weigh you down. There's lots of strategy that can go into manifesting success and a positive money mindset. I create my own beliefs. So those beliefs, those programs that I was taught that no longer serve me, I have the power to recreate, to rewrite, and to practice believing whatever I want. Isn't that the beauty in becoming an adult? That as children, we really have a limited capacity to control or to shut out some of these messages that wind up programming us in ways that don't necessarily help us. I've done a lot to create my own beliefs. I believe I can manifest whatever I want and need in this life. Doesn't mean I don't get spooked. Doesn't mean I don't get scared. It doesn't mean that some human doubt doesn't creep in. But when it does, I know that my energy is well spent practicing coming back to I create my own beliefs. What is a belief that will actually help me feel lighter, that will stay the course, that will lift me up, that will hold my own inner child's hand and walk me forward in this life? I get to create my own beliefs. I create my own beliefs. I've let go of that taboo teaching that says, Nikki, shh, you never talk about money. And you never ask anybody about money. Shame, shame on you. Southern rules and etiquette. I've reframed that belief. And now I believe I can ask anyone in my world. And people can tell me no if they want to tell me no. But I can ask the questions that I have. I can seek answers. I can relate to people through money and around money. And I am willing and open to learn from their wins and their mistakes. It's helped me so much to have some of these conversations with friends in my life that are willing to have that conversation and go there. How else do we learn if we can't ask questions? So I have created that belief for myself. I can ask questions. I can learn. I can grow. I can expand. And I can let go of that old taboo feeling that doesn't help me in any way, shape, or form. Would you like to relax or fall asleep? while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. All right, another one. Oh, I love this one. I am abundant when I am grateful for all that I already have. We have such a culture of chasing the next thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Knowing what you want and going after it can be so healthy. But there's this other side of the coin that we can also simultaneously, while we're reaching or striving for whatever we want, 
We can also be in abundance by looking through a lens of abundance at our current situation, even when it's not ideal, even when it's not what we want. I heard Byron Katie one time confront a person who was in her audience who was very scared. They didn't have any money. They had been kicked out of their apartment. And the very last thing that they were doing was going to Byron Katie's workshop. Byron Katie is a healer. She is an author. She has had, I don't know how many, I think up there in the 20s in terms of bestsellers. She calls her work the work. And I listened to her in awe as she confronted somebody facing homelessness the very next day to actually look through a lens of abundance. It even frightened me hearing Byron Katie do this. I thought, oh my gosh, Byron Katie has so much more than this person has and she's challenging her. And it was such a beautiful thing to witness because that woman sobbed and she released a lot of her fear and a lot of her pain. And she was able to say, I have my thoughts. I have some books. I have my smile and I can engage people. I can share myself with other people. There might actually be some beautiful moments in connecting. I can use resources, shelters, people that are there that are willing to help me. It's such a powerful mindset shift when we are frightened, when we're scared, when we're in that sense of lack to willfully, because yes, it takes some headstrong will to push through those seductive fear-based forces to offer ourselves this mindset of abundance, no matter what. It really changes how we feel about life. It makes us stand in the truth that despite what's happening in this external human form, that we can spiritually ground ourselves through these principles of abundance. And from that place, we are so much more likely to have the energy and the strength and the self-encouragement and self-love to climb ourselves out of any hole that we might fall into. That is resiliency. That is our power. We are not delicate as highly sensitive people. And if we're giving in to delicacy, that is a sneaky form of victim mentality and it will not serve us. That victim mentality says, oh, you deserve to feel curled up in a ball at the bottom of this hole that you fell into despite your best efforts. It feels very sorry for us. And the ego loves it, eats it up, wants to stay there, sulking, digging the hole deeper. Our resiliency helps us shake that off. I am abundant when I am grateful for all I already have. I am abundant when I am grateful for all I already have. Another, my past does not define my future. This is a big one. I mentioned many of you having a lot of post-traumatic stress symptoms. A lot of that is about having this feeling of, holy shit, all of this terrible badness that has happened to me, that has scared me, that has frightened me, that has triggered me, that has sent my nervous system into this triggered state of survival, it is on guard. And our logic which can only take us so far, tends to really dig in and believe that whatever happened to us before will likely happen to us again. 
what a trick that that logic plays on our spirit. What a denial of our spiritual connection, of our energetic connection to being higher vibe, to connect more with possibility, with worth, with our deservedness of ease, no matter what our logic has pulled out of our past experience. It's very hard for our nervous system to understand that in this very moment, anything that we are frightened of, it's likely we've already survived it, which means it is done. It is over with. Much of our healing is dealing with the fact that our mind can know that it's done and over with, that I'm in a better spot right now. And the body goes, be on guard for the worst things you've already survived. This is what's smartest. And in one kind of layer of our human experience, it is smart. But it is anything but smart to wear us out, to be in a constant survival mode where everything winds up looking like a snake, which means that when a snake actually comes along, we might be too tired to deal with it. A lot of our healing is not logical because a lot of our psychology is paradoxical to our logical self. My past does not define my future. My past does not define my future. I find so much power in that statement. And if that one resonates with you, I encourage you to stick it in your pocket, hold it in your heart. You can beat this like a drum until a song gets in your head. You know how a song gets in your head in a really annoying way? What if we beat the drum of my past does not define my future? Until that becomes who you are, until your subconscious goes, yeah, that is right for me. My past is actually done and over with. I can meet each new day with a newness, with a fresh perspective, with possibility and deservedness. This is one of my all-time favorites. I have seen this in multiple money manifest or mindset decks. The more I give, the more I receive. This is the very first affirmation that I allowed myself to practice around money. The other ones felt too uncomfortable for me, and I, I just needed to stair-step it to bridge to those other beliefs, to those other sayings. This made sense to me. This is what the people-pleaser in me could tolerate at the time. I could accept that, okay, the more I give, the more I receive. That receiving could be connected with giving, that I wouldn't be seen as too selfish if I received a whole lot. Practicing this affirmation helped me realize how much my people-pleaser was involved in my relationship with money, that I really was frightened to have enough and to have that blue-collar, pull-yourself-up-by-the-bootstraps mentality sort of turned against me. It's kind of like a dysfunctional, dirty little secret in working-class or blue-collar communities or families, is that when we finally do pull ourselves up by the bootstraps— the very thing that we're told that we should be striving for, that we should be doing, that lo and behold, when we do it, instead of those same communities or families cheering for us the way that we subconsciously, very reasonably and logically expect, instead, they tend to get a little mad or upset or even shaming. Often in that moment, many of us coming from this dynamic will hear things like, oh, look at you, aren't you fancy? 
So these very messages that encourage us to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap, they get practiced so much and they become so ingrained that when we actually do, no one knows a different way of being, a different thing to say. So instead, they try to pull us back down. Ah, you're too good for us. Too highfalutin. There's lots of ways to give that kind of shaming message. And many of us hit a heartbroken moment of our lives in deep, deep confusion because we've done the thing that we've been told we should always do. And instead of getting a cheer, we might receive shame. I say this so that those of you listening who have experienced this can connect that dot, can understand that that's not your fault. You didn't do it wrong. You actually listened and did what the messaging told you to do in a very good way that has transformed your life. If your tribe doesn't know how to be proud of you or clap for you or cheer for you, I'm cheering for you now. And you really can step up for yourself and cheer for yourself. We can understand with compassion that people who don't practice a different way of being don't know how to be different with us in the ways that we might crave. So we can be different with ourselves and we can connect with others who are learning such things and can help us reinforce this delicate and vulnerable newness that we're all leaning into. All right, let's do one more. This one really hits on comparison. What others can achieve, I can too. So many of you in this social media age will compare to others and feel less than, like you're not measuring up. It's so easy to do. As strong as I am in this messaging, I can still fall into that. Still ask myself why projects aren't happening more quickly than they can happen. When I catch myself giving myself a hard time, I can pull back. What others can achieve, I can too. Something I might add to this affirmation to let go of this negative way of comparing and shaming ourselves, feeling less than, is what others can achieve, I can too. I'm grateful to see others in success. Because they are in success, it means success is available to me too. There's a way that we really can learn how to compare in a way that is high vibe and lifts us up instead of low vibe stepping on our own head. What others can achieve, I can too. The success of others means that success is available to me too. Our next live stream Q&A for March is on money. We just did love and now we're on to money. Now, we don't have the boundaries course open yet. You can't sign up for it yet for 2022. But the boundaries that I have, this is a great place for me to reiterate this, are around my time, around my energy. That's how I protect myself. That's how I stay rested or attempt to, to serve my clients, to serve myself and my family with Chris, and to be able to be fresh and refreshed for my clients, rested, grounded, available emotionally and energetically. But when it comes to my story, I'm very comfortable being an open book, having very few, if any, boundaries. So on all topics and this next topic of money, I want to encourage you to ask whatever you need to ask about your own relationship with money, about mine, about how I've changed it, about anything you've heard me say on this topic. 
Thank you all for being here, supporting the show. Inflation is happening. Grocery prices are going up. To those of you that have the disposable income to be here and to support us getting this show out, thank you so very, very much. We really cannot do it without you, and we are so, so grateful. We do have some exciting things coming for you, some additions to Patreon, some additions that you might utilize or experience. So stay tuned for exciting announcements. I also want to encourage you guys, if you feel like it, if this resonates with you and you feel a calling to do this, I'd love to hear your voice on our public iTunes feed on the show. If you would like to let us know in voice, what's your favorite episode? Uh, What's something that's helped you grow from listening to the show? Anything that you would like to share with us about Emotional Badass, you can come to EmotionalBadass.com. You can click the Contacts tab and you can see where you can leave us a voicemail. You might even one day hear your very voice edited into our public show. We're going to play the outro as soon as we're ready to release our first episode where we do this and maybe it'll be with you. You'll get to hear the entire outro song in its long form instead of the little shorty form we usually have for you. So if you're interested in that, come check it out at emotionalbadass.com backslash contact and let us know what you think about the show. Thank you all so very much. Light and love. I hope everything that we put out there helps you see yourself with a little more clarity, helps you hold yourself with more respect, more light, more permission to bloom, to blossom in the way that your heart has always desired. I know that by doing this show, y'all are helping me blossom in ways that I've always desired. Thank you so much for holding that space for me. I am honored to hold such healing growth space for you. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.